They teach us that birth needs medical intervention, that labor hurts. So we wonder why we should go through pain to welcome our baby into the world. Then we hear about obstetric violence that leaves us with a bitter taste birth experience and a feeling that there must be more to birth. I hear all of this and I believe with all my heart that another reality is possible. That as women, we all have the keys inside us to birth our babies and their placentas. My name is Mags and with my husband Keith, we are the Quantic family. Every week, I get the privilege to sit with passionate people that speak, speak to us authentically about birth and the quantic energy around pregnancy, birth and beyond. My intention is to diffuse their messages to allow you to make enlightened choices that truly resonate with who you are. I see this podcast as a caring and intimate place where you can allow yourself to be who you truly are and reconnect to the power within you to accompany your baby on his journey. I also wish for your partner to find his place in the middle of this transformational process so that together you become the strong foundation of your family. I truly believe that along we go faster, but together we go further. So join us. Together, let's come out of the belief system created by our society and reconnect with our intuition. Each birth is unique. May yours be truly authentic. What a pleasure to be back with you in this new year 2021. My name is Mags and I hope you are ready to launch this new year's journey towards your true and authentic self. I've prepared for you fantastic episodes with passionate people and surprises are to come along. I am still passionate about birth and the quantic around pregnancy, birth and beyond. Before I leave you with today's episodes, I am so happy to tell you that Keith and I, the quantic family, we've prepared for you a series of th three free videos to involve your partner in making childbirth an enhanced, positive and transformational experience. You will find the link to um, this series underneath the podcast episodes. And you can also find it in our link tree on Instagram and Facebook. Each birth is unique. Make yours be truly authentic. Hello, 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 and welcome on the podcast Authentic Birth. My name is Mags, and you can find me on Instagram as The Quantic Family. I am really happy today. I am sitting with Claudia. Claudia, 
Zanchin. So I pronounce your your name properly, Zanchin. Fantastic. Thank you, Claudia, for saying yes to this invitation. I'm really happy to be here with you. Thank you. So, Claudia, you are a home birth midwife with a holistic mindset and approach. You work in London uh, with the NHS. You have a very interesting journey, Claudia. Um, you were you were born Brazilian. And when you were 18 years old, you moved to Australia to study naturopathic medicine. And you moved to London, where your heart was, where you got married. <laughs> yeah. You finished your medicine as a medical herbalist. And it's through the discovery of Arvigo therapy that your journey went towards midwifery would you like That's to right, yeah. ask about that because what i find beautiful is is this link to herbs and and at the same time the, the passion you have about research and and how um together we can combine science and physiology and, and, and the natural side of thing with herbs etc and how it all matches. Yeah, very excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, there was an amazing introduction in a nutshell of everything I've gone through. Um, so I'm just gonna, yeah, just tell you a little bit more about that. I think, um, so from a very early age, I love biology so much. Um, I love the natural processes of everything from plant, humans, everything. Um, so in that journey, I kind of found myself kind of drawn to holistic therapies. I was in that kind of mindset of like, you know, there's explanation for things just by looking at biology, not looking at disease itself. So when I kind of went uh, to find myself pretty much um, through that journey, that I realized that actually um, biology is science. So you can't just not have that mindset. And even though I'm holistic in a in you know as the way I as the way that people can describe myself because I'm not uh, I'm you know trained as the normal like orthodox medical profession, um, it's just it's just a name because at the end of the day um, we have used everything from herbs to you know um, homeopathy to aromatherapy to everything even, you know, crystals to cure and to find healing, to find answers. And that's never going to be away from what we have now. You know, um, aspirin comes from a herb and you, a lot of antibiotics come from herbal processes. So it's like, it's, it's kind of hard to take that away from, you know, science away from what we are as nature now. And I'm, I'm very inquisitive. So I always ask why. But with, with uh, research in herbal medicine, what I found, because I, I finished my degree and then I did my master's on it, what I found is very hard to, you know, do research with plants because they say, well, there's so many constituents. How do I know which one is working? Well, let me just take this out and let's test it. 
which is aspirin is it it's just one constituent of a plant but you can't do that because that's not what nature is if you take one thing it would cause more harm than good so it's hard to test these things but in research we know there's kind of traditional research as well which comes from many people using the same herb all over again and traditions using the same herb in different ways and that's research you know that's it's empirical knowledge this is research too so you can't just dismiss that say it was not you know it's not research in a nutshell it is it is pretty much research so I kind of draw into that and as much as I can understand from the research we have now from you know everything I've I'm been studying like from midwifery to herbs to everything else you know we're kind of getting into that sense like you know I did my first research that I got published was on um home birth you know which I'm drawn to and my question was is it home birth safe amazing Isn't it? that was my question and my research came to about saying yes it's safe but we can't research people's choices of birth you know please it's just like unethical <laughs> so we kind of have to think about research in a different way like you can't just get people and and say to them you're going to birth in the hospital if they don't want to so you have to research people that are actually drawn to that and then you understand the choices and and see from that perspective so it's for me is a revelation in terms of science and holistic approach and and kind of how that can uh, come together and for us to understand what we do now I really love what you're saying because I spent the weekend with Michel Audin and uh, and Liliana and, um, and and it's exactly the same thing Michel Audin is is an obstetrician but he is putting science and physiology together so we can go to the core of as you were saying home birth is safe yeah yes exactly and we can't just not put them together it's just not logical in, in our minds because we're humans we think that way too we're not just thinking about you know holistic therapies in the ways of like a spiritual of course it's connected but we we need to think with that kind of mind and that's exactly what it is but we need to kind of decode that a bit because we have been so much medicalized that we come away from that knowledge so we have to go back to it and say look Okay, let's rethink this. Let's go back to basics. And and which which way do we think? What's the right thing to do here? And I love it. I love Michelle Dante. I mean, he's amazing. Um, all the teachings and everything. So yeah, it's exactly, this is the mindset you need to have if you want to be bringing holistic approaches to health because we are holistic. We are, What is a holistic approach? It's everything, you consider everything, mind, body, feelings, you know, this is it. Yeah, we are a whole, as you were explaining about the plants. You can't just take a little bit of the plant. The plant comes a, a, as one entity in nature. Nature is well done, right? Yeah, it's perfect as it is, <laughs> like we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So, how um, can how do you support women in your work that I'm very interested in? In, in uh, So you support home birth, which is fantastic to hear because I'm obviously in France and, and this is not supported by the, 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 the equivalent of the NHS. Um, 
So how how is that choice offered to women? Yes, so it's um, it's not as straightforward as you think it is, because a lot of people don't actually know that we exist. Even though people that live in London, they don't know because it's a system that's starting more and more um, to come about and to get you know people's recognition. And what I have, people ask me all the time, like I never knew I could have a home birth. And they'd be like, why would you think that? Well, because, you know, the hospital said I'm too old. I, I had a, you know, I'm, you know, my pelvis is not made for me to birth my baby vaginally. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> this is not right. Let's decode that again. Let's go back to basics. And then we, we think about that. But in a nutshell, home birth services are actually increasing in the UK. And with the pandemic, which was really good for me, <laughs> Uh, was that our home birth team at the hospital I work was kept even though the pandemic was was there because we were able to kind of have a private ambulance to cover our services because we need that kind of help you know we still need the hospital we're not away from it we just you know birth in a different place pretty much um, so that was really, really good and and in a sense the home birth team where I work is is a case loading um, care which means that instead of in the uk like you go to a hospital you see a midwife every time you have an antenatal appointment it's a different one you don't get to know them they don't know you they look at your nose it's like okay do you you have you're 40 years old so you should have this but they don't know you they don't know your background they don't know your history they hardly know your name you know they, they you see so many people with the you know at, at the same day that you forget you're like i'm so sorry you know what's your name again you know this kind of in-person um, care which I don't think is wrong it's the system you know I've been there yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's the system um, which is is good because we have so many pregnant women we need to have that service but with case loading it means that I get to know them and they get to know me like you know I know the name I know your partner partner's name I get to your house and I do the antenatal in your house and then we can do the birth at home if everything goes well um, and then we see them positively in the house as well so it's kind of a really personal experience for them and for me as well and 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 birth is such a personal experience right it's a sexual Isn't experience it? so it feels like logical to have this holistic support where where there is this exchange that is possible yeah totally and i think the more you get personalized the more you you can direct the care to uh, you know at your house, let's say, you know, I would come in and think, they would think, oh, I want I want to hire a pool. I'm like, great, okay, these are the places, have a look. Um, and then we can we can discuss, like, why do you want to have your pool wet? Why do you want to birth your baby? You know, it's a private, it's a private space, a private environment. It's your own process. It's a physiological process. It's so amazing to do that. And, you know, you know the other children's name and they get to know you, so you're not someone's you know someone crazy that comes to your house that you don't know anything about you know partner's name everyone like you get involved in that kind of experience and to be honest as a midwife I think it's it's much more it brings more joy to my day this is it like you you feel fulfilled in a whole in a role that you actually chose to be so that's how I see it there's such um a more human side of it with proper interaction deep interaction that that make 
it's a special connection between you and the families, I guess. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, and you get to know them and they get to know you. And there are some processes that it's very important to go through when you're giving birth, which is the letting go, the letting go of who you were before, the letting go of the first baby you had, the third, the fifth baby you had. I don't know, miscarriage is still a pregnancy, you know. It's just a taboo nowadays, but they still carry emotional baggage. You know, we need to process that. So you need to really dig deep and think, okay, what does this person, this family, this woman needs to let it go for the birth experience to be the birth experience that actually they want to have. And they, and, and we, as a midwife, we can offer the best, you know, the best service and the best help. I'm not a counselor is a different thing, but I can hear them. It's real. I can hear them. I just, you know, asking the right questions and just um, asking them to kind of go, go and do this, you know, like a homework, you know, what is it that you want to have? You don't get asked those questions in the hospital. Well, you don't have a choice. Well, as <laughs> you said, it's, it's another level of, um, of support that in the hospital, when you see so many women, th- there is not the space, it, there is no space for it. And that, that no is space, so no time. No space, no time, yeah. Yeah, and for some people, that's amazing, and that's what they need to do, and that's what they want. They might not want yeah. to go back to that space because it's so sacred for them that they don't want to share. And that's fair enough. You know, you have a choice. What about doulas? How, how does doula, um, how do you work with doula? I think doulas are really good, amazing support. Because at the end of the day, midwives are there to actually get all the medical kind of processes going on. Like, you know, I'll take your blood pressure and I'll listen to baby and the dipstick urine. You know, these are kind of the things that we have to do on a day-to-day basis. You know, we, apart from there, we kind of practical things, you know, where you want to prepare the pool, I need a spacer on the pool, I need my birth equipments to be here, you know, things like that. We can't, we, we can't just have that, give that support to a woman that a doula would do. You know, they, they will be feeding mom. They would asking mom to change positions that sometimes, we, you know, there's so many things in our head. Like, I can't think about that because, it's, you know, I'm thinking about the heartbeat that's dropped now and I'm worried. So I haven't got that time to support sometimes, depending on the situation. So I think doula is amazing. I think everyone should have a doula because they give antenatal support. And, you know, sometimes I just had a birth recently and, you know, there was a three pluses of ketone in the urine. It means that that person was, you know, she needed energy. She needed energy. And, I, I, you know, we didn't have that capacity to say, oh, can you eat more? Like, should I get a banana to you? We are there listening to baby. And then we just say to the doula, can you just feed her a little bit more? And the doula was on it. You're like, yes, please. I think that's a really good idea. So she's, she just kept giving her teaspoons of honey or bananas. You know, we couldn't do that. It wasn't our space to be there because we needed to have all the medical kind of aspects to it. So I think it's just an amazing service. And afterwards as well, you know, you got all that recovery, you know, cooking the meals if you want, you know, doing aromatherapy. I mean, everything is amazing. I think we work really well with doulas. And I think having a doula and a home birth midwife as, as, a, as a, you know, package, <laughs> as you, as, if you will, it's, it's just the best shot that someone, you know, can, can get that support. I think it's amazing. I really felt that during my birth, how 
they were complementary in in the type of uh, care that that is given um and 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 even a midwife that is really holistic and looks at the whole having that also physical support to manage mm-hmm. everything that happens because um, th- there are some things that need to be done around the birth, not while the lady is in her process, but after, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's blood, there's liquid, there's need to be cleaned and, and, and you know. Yeah, exactly. And then sometimes it's just complimenting, isn't it? Sometimes Dula wants to do something, you know, that that we can do, but if she wants to do it, that's okay. You can do that as well. <laughs> You know, we're just there to, to at the end of the day, to support that family. And it doesn't really matter who would do it. You know, at the end of the day, we're just having the same, we have the same aim. Yeah, it doesn't it. have to be like fighting against the system. And, and, yeah. and it's very interesting because in France, I think doula are still quite new. Mm. Uh, so there is still a where's my space from okay. uh, one um job to to the other um and and also what i wanted to say is in france in in hospitals and 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 maternities women while they're in labor they can't eat depending on okay so can they eat if they had an epidural or they if they have a normal labor as well oh okay <laughs> that's different mm-hmm. it's okay. just interesting because um mm-hmm. the physiological birth ask for the woman to be fed and to have drunk as much as she need not mm, champagne 100 <laughs> percent. yeah i mean she wouldn't have no no energy afterwards she can bleed more i mean it's just like a common sense she will bleed more have no you know she has no energy for that uterus to contract wow you know you just have to think about it you know give, please give this woman something that she can take because if we're bleeding here that's not a good scenario it's fantastic to you know to to, to open eyes and open ears to people and also it's beautiful because we are like we're not that far from each other wise and it's fascinating to see the differences um Mm. and the different support and care that they can be and uh it's really interesting I would like to to come back on your your own journey and uh, and you mentioned that you did two different burnouts one that was physical and one that was more emotional and I really loved and I, I would love um, you to share about this because I think it's so relevant about us women and and you said um, it made you realize that you needed to be more open to receive instead of continuously giving and i feel as women and as mothers and therefore when we're pregnant we've got this um this huge thing about giving Mm -hmm. so I, i would really like to understand what you mean about how can we receive more yeah no i think that's you know thank you for that question um that was really there's something that stuck with me because i think i probably burned out before but i didn't i didn't realize at the time i was thinking what is this and when i had a proper one <laughs> you know a really bad one i then i realized because then i knew more i knew what the burnout was you know so pretty much i just you know when you win when you in i mean in this world really can we say that it's just really broad like we we work hard 
you know, we, we have to pay the bills, we have to live with the system we live in, and, you know, all of those things. And it was really hard for me at that time, because it's a new country for me, I needed to study, and I had to pay my debts of that, you know, all that study back. Um, you know, it's a lot of challenges. So I was thinking, okay, I graduated here as a medical herbalist, I need to work. <laughs> I am going to work. So I worked, 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 but people don't realize how much work you do outside the clinical space, how much research you do, how much everything else you give for people. And as givers, we tend to give a lot. But then when people need, you give more, but you don't look at inside and say, do I have that amount of energy to give? You know, and in a sense, even my relationship, you know, with my husband was a little bit off because he was like, you have nothing to give to me because you're giving everything else for other people. And he kept saying to me, why are you so nice to people? <laughs> why are you so nice all the time? Stop being nice to people. You have to be nice to me as well. And I was like, you know, you don't realize those things. And then, and then once, you know, remember, I just worked so much and I had this massive headache. I just slept for the whole day. My body was just, you know, shut down. Like I didn't want to eat. And that's it. And I was like, okay, this is different. You know, this is not, I don't have that low energy ever. I, I'm kind of high energy, wired. You know, I don't even need coffee for that. I'm just wired. Oh, <laughs> this is just me. This is great. <laughs> yeah. So I got that point that I, I felt really, you know, physically drained. And I was like, okay, that's not good. So I kept taking my herbs, my herbs, and I was thinking, it's still not working. You know, I've got energy, but it's not the same as I had before. And it's time to think about everything else. You know, I'm not sick. You know, my health is fine. Why am I feeling this way? So I had to stop like for like a, at least two weeks and kept people kept, kept asking me things like, oh, when are you going to send this herb? And then I had to say like, I'm so sorry. Someone else is going to send you herbs. I had to send to my colleagues because I couldn't do it. I couldn't manage that. It was just too much. And that was the first time I kind of, that was really physical. So I recuperate after that. And then the second time was more like an emotional one. Because once you once your physical body just goes, and then you have the emotional one as well. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> and I'm very much like the feminine, you know. I I like because I work with women's health, you know, we are very much. We live on the masculine side all the time, you know, rush, rush, rush. I have to provide, I have to, you know, work. And, and I'm like, it's just not working. So I came to realize after, you know, lots of reading and, you know, lots of, you know, research as I, you know, I, I'm crazy. I do study quite a lot. Um, that's my, you know, that's the only thing I'm addicted to. <laughs> and I realized that actually we women, we don't, we, we, we take, you know, we can, people can take from us and be fine and we're fine and we're fine. And it gets to the point that we don't know how to receive because we forget that because we can, we, we don't ask for help, do we? I mean, we, realistically, we, we very, unless we have best friends or even not, even sometimes we don't talk about those things. So I kind of started to say, I really need help here. And then people were like, oh, my God, do you really need help? What's your problem? And I was like, okay, this is weird. So it was like asking for help and at the same time trying to nourish myself to accept what people were giving me because they thought, you're strong, I do, you don't need anything. 
And that's the kind of image that we portray to people, isn't it? You're strong. Why do you need help? Why do you need, you know, a hug? Why do you need, I don't know, you cook someone's, you, you can cook someone else's meal, things like that. And, and through that discovery, I realized that actually, I don't, we don't know how to receive. And that's still a path I'm, I'm dealing with because I still give a lot. But it's, it comes to a point that my body and my mind just goes, I need to receive now. I'm ready to receive and I need that back. So I need to, you know, go to women's circles. I need to go out with, you know, my husband just a day for us to recharge. You know, I need to spend time with friends. You know, I need to nourish myself somehow. I need to do, I don't know, aromatherapy treatment, some kind of recharge. But being open to it is different. Before I would do you know, I had acupuncture session and I was like, okay, that's it. Now I can go and go crazy. Like, work a lot. yeah, now I'm like, no, I actually need the time. Down. I need to relax. I need to nourish myself. And that was the difference in the second time. And it's still kind of, you know, a learning curve because it's so inrooted in us as women that we don't realize that we actually have to give permission to receive. This is so important. What you're saying. If it, mm, yeah, please. Even, I mean, the crazy thing is I have friends who tell me like, oh my God, you're amazing at what you do. And I'm like, no. And I was like, okay, I don't know how to receive that. Like, why? Why I don't know how to receive? And that that's it. You know and, that. And we, and we spend our life living, as you're saying, by giving, giving, giving. But the thing is when we become new mums, Mm-hmm. absolutely need help yes but we don't know yes. how to ask as you said and people say well you're strong you're gonna do it fine oh you never asked for help before why do you need it now what's wrong with you well you had a baby right you're just born as a new mom you have a newborn to look after you know, you have you have a family. So that's why I like to say that kind of baby moon. And that's very interesting because I got that from one of the uh, one of my colleagues now. And she always said that from the very beginning. So when I was training the whole time, she was like, this is your baby moon. Do you know you go to honeymoon when you, you know, you, you're newlyweds? It's the same thing. You got a new baby this time. So you need your baby moon. You need that time with your baby. And at that time, you don't do anything else apart from, you know, nurture that baby. So you need all the other, your other needs to be met. Like you need someone to cook, you need someone to clean, you need someone to help you with everything else. And that's okay. That's part of the process. You know, you need that. How can you nurture being if you're not nurture yourself? It's really how we reconnect with the physiological um needs around giving birth yeah and if we don't do yeah. it for ourselves it's understanding that it's the best for your baby yeah so sometimes it, i know it's a bit sad but sometimes i just say to a woman like you, it's not when you say you have to look after yourself she's like yeah 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 i'll be fine and then i and then we change the subject like, no, no no you need to look after your baby so oh no i need to do that then and that's it. it's really how to support women realizing that for themselves yeah yeah that's fine don't don't worry it's just simple as in fact you know 
it's not <laughs> it's a new no. world but if if suddenly you do it for your baby then oh that's okay yeah yeah that's yeah that's fine not me just my baby but you forget that baby and mom at the first 40 days they're just one baby don't know that it's outside of you your baby just knows you as a whole that's why they want to be constantly on you that's why the breast is everything they want it for for food for comfort that's why they want to be close to you like this is just who they are they have no they don't know the difference and it's, there's nothing to do with like um i'm going to spoil my baby no they don't know anything different it's our mind that doesn't understand how they perceive life which is different and and it's really how to support women to understand that yes and that's the internal work that we need to do as women and that's the internal work we have to do from conce your conception from thinking about okay i want a baby okay what are the reasons you want a baby and how can you actually nurture yourself throughout that process because you are actually nurturing a human being so it's kind of that process of like looking after yourself from the day one and being very mindful of that because you he will need he or she will need you but you need yourself absolutely and to give the baby you need to have given yourself first exactly I and that's that analogy which is a little bit strange sometimes to say but i will never forget when someone told me they are little parasites you know they suck everything out of you in a good way because they're growing but how they can suck everything out of you if you haven't got anything to give that's the kind of you know starting point you know how nurture are you how can you nurture yourself to nurture this human being and that's really a process about getting in touch with our femininity as you were explaining so well in this masculine world where we have to go move go 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 and reconnect with that part of us that that makes us whole yeah yeah we're so cyclical isn't it women and the the female energy you know with female energy in men as well but that we are so cyclical and we need to realize that we're going to have ups and downs and we're going to have times of rest and we're going to have times of energy and it's okay that is part of the process if one day you you have low energy you rest you know some pregnancies they from the get-go they get lots of sickness they can't do anything they, they have no energy what do you do then you rest your body's telling you what to do you just need to you know get in tune with that you know i can't eat a lot okay each small portions throughout the day of course you know every pregnancy is different every person is different yeah. you know sometimes you need the medical interventions for that but in a nutshell this is what your body's saying to you. It's okay to be good one day, not very good the other day. You know, we have the ups and downs and, and we don't have to always say I'm strong because that's the masculine side, but you, you need your feminine side to nurture because at the end of the day, we are nurturing, our body's nurturing a, a baby. So we need that connection. And it's all, it's, I, it sounds so simple <laughs> when we talk about it, isn't it? It's, it's so simple, but it's not just it's not yes, it's it, it's ingrained not in us it's because it, it hasn't been put in our subconscious this way in our society doesn't say that. It's like yeah of course and then 
you've got all the programs of all the years that I've passed that you need to slowly go and check and go, yeah, we don't need that anymore. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's your, and is your role as a person, as a woman to, to do that programming. You know, you have so much responsibility, not just about, you know, creating a baby, you know, it's just the whole, everything else, like you get in touch with yourself pretty much more because it is your body. And that's our role as women to connect with that and to be part of a community. That's why communities are so good. And this is part of us. And, and I, f I feel it's the right time to speak about the quote you mentioned. Mm. So can I, yes. can I read it? Yes, please. We cannot force someone to hear a message when they are not ready to receive, but we must never underestimate the power of planting a seed. Yeah, I think that resonates with everything in life. You know, when you're ready to listen, the information will come to you. Or you remember something that someone said to you like many, many years ago. And you're like, oh, what was that? Let me look it up. Like contact that person or do something like that. And I think, I, I feel like my work in general, because your holistic therapy is just so underestimated nowadays that it is just planting a seed. It's talking about things. Absolutely. Yeah. This is this is beautiful what you're saying, and I love this um, the, the the importance of community because I feel there's a real need, especially now with the COVID, that mm. this community continue to grow, and and I love this image of us like throwing uh, seeds in the air, and 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 it will grow plants into oh, the women. This is why this podcast is here. Yeah, well, no, I think, you know, your podcast sounds amazing and everything's amazing about it because we need this. We need this kind of community. Okay, we can't meet, but we have this technology that connects us now. It's still like you, we can feel the connection. We don't have to be physical. Physical is very good, okay. But we have this and we need to take this and, and, and share and plant the seeds and just throw the seeds out there, you know, because... This is what is going to change us and going to change our generation. It's going to change the next generation. And, and we, we just keep changing and keep reprogramming ourselves to these kind of ideas that was not there before. And I think that's the most important part. And, and I really feel, um, you know, Michel Audin was now saying all the complication in birth, we see them all around the world, everywhere, more and more, because we lots of people travel and move and therefore because there's more movements these complications have been brought everywhere and at the same time I'm like look we're sitting together and 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 I can learn from your knowledge sat you know I'm sat in France sat in the UK if the COVID hadn't been here maybe we wouldn't be doing this because we would try to physically be with each other so we open up yeah. a door to so many more connections with the yes. world 
Yes, and, and I think it's rightly say, you know, it's information, isn't it? We travel, we get we get the information, we pass the information, but which kind of information do you want to hear? You know, which kind of information is relevant to you? There's a lot of, you know, as as we, you know, women, you know, and, and the world itself is just a lot of negativity, especially for everything we, we've gone through now. It's okay to have this kind of knowledge, but you need to know how to filter. Which kind of knowledge do you want to sit with? Does it feel good for you? You know, it's okay. We need to know those things, but it doesn't have to rule our lives. You know, this is kind of, we need to be able to access the right information, which this is why this is so important. And then kind of let the other information just go, you know, because, you know, and if you want a whole birth in the UK, it's kind of similar, they will scare you. You have to do this birth choice, you know, referral. And then we talk about all the bad things that could ever happen to you. And the woman has to be so strong. I say, no, I don't believe in that. You know, I understand. I know it's, this could happen, but I will try other way, you know, the other way. I will try to do it this way. And that's okay. But, you you know, we, the policy is still the same. You have to go through that process. So they will scare people out. And it's how you process that information that matters. Because it's there for everyone. You just need to access that. And, and it's all, it, it, you're, you're bringing out a point that is very important is who um, we accept to be around us when we're pregnant. Because when we're pregnant, we are so sensitive. We feel mm -hmm. so many things because we're going to need that to feel our baby. Uh, so we open up to a level of sensitivity that is even more than before so so being around people that believe in you and are going to accompany you to your full potential yes this is so important you know the connections you have who you you know have a relationship with which kind of information you're accessing it's still sad that we don't have this culture that we can just birth anywhere we want really um but um you still need to fight the system and you know a lot of the women i care uh, you know they come to me and say I, I never i haven't told anyone that i'm gonna have a home birth not even my neighbor <laughs> and be like oh i totally understand because there's so much judgment around and sometimes you have the other way around, like, you know, a, a neighbor had a home birth and then the whole street wants to have a, a home birth then. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. You know, you have to, the polar opposites. And it's such an important time to actually know what you want. No, no, you have to know the information because how can you make a choice that you don't know what your choices are? You can't. I know people, you know, can deny themselves. I'm not going to read this because it would be fine. Yes, it could be fine. I'm not taking that away. But the more you know, in a, in a good, positive way, not the scare, you know, you need to know both. You need to, to know how to process information first time. That's the first thing. But the second thing is you need to understand what's happening to you. You know, what is it that you know, the potentials for the birth, the potentials for the postpartum period, the potentials for, you know, what is what is labor? You know, what is it labor? Some people say to me, I've been in labor for four days. And I'm like, really? Labor itself? Like we, we need to share that language, that information, you know, first you're gonna have 
the trials, you know, you get a little bit of contractions here and there, your body's just trying to get that hang of, you know, with things, you know, if you haven't had a baby, it's going to try and, and then it's going to start to contract and then, and then you're getting into a rhythm and then it's going to get your active labor, but not the very beginning. And then they think, oh, I'll be in agony for four days. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, you have options. You have pain relief, you have positions, you have the water you can use. So it's just talking about those things instead of saying, I can't cope. I'm going to have an epidural and everything will go away. Would it? I'm not so sure. Because then you have your potential to have more complications. And then your potential, potentially, you know, your baby's going to come by cesarean. You know, you, you're increasing your chances then. So it's kind of like that kind of talk. Like you have to understand everything, even though you might not want to know. <laughs> I totally understand that. Um, but it's important to talk about. Because I, I feel if you don't want to know, you kind of um, keeping yourself away from this incredible experience that birth is. Because it, it, I totally it agree really with you. It's a transformation. You are blossoming. There's there's like this incredible part of you that roars out so you can become a mother. This is amazing. Yes. And it feels that you not, not, not wanting to know anything about breath, it feels like it's going to deplete yourself from that experience too. Because you're not opening up yourself for that. And in a sense, this is, this is essential because that's the path you chose to be at. And it's okay. And you're going to have help and you're going to have people to care for you and, and that you need to learn how to ask for help. I, I find it so much easier to, to, to be um, upstream uh, than to have a trauma and support that trauma. Do you see what mm. I mean? Um, and and it, it's really how can we support women in 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 just understanding that it, it's 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 easier for their journey their baby journey their body journey and all their life their family life to upstream get informed yeah then stay away from it and get a trauma so, so yeah i mean it's really sad to say but I, I remember look, looking at the research because I was like, how can we change this trauma? How can you take women away from this trauma, okay? It's impossible to do that, but anyway. I was just looking at the research and it's something like more than 50% of women are traumatized by the birth. And I was thinking, yeah, it is possible. It's pretty much possible. It's not that just the woman, it's the partner. Yeah. And, and, and I've had friends that had that and I can totally understand that. I'm not judging anything, anybody from any choices they have because this is who they are and that's the journey they had to go through. But if you do have a little bit more knowledge, um, it might help you through the, through the birth experience. And what we see a lot at the home birth is like very traumatized women and families. They had their first baby, second baby in the hospital and they, they want to run away from all of that experience. It's understandable and, and I can see and I can understand why. But and in essence, you actually have to walk them through what happened before. Because how can you heal from something that you don't understand? So it's 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 important that we, we kind of 
go through that process again and it's going to be raw it's going to be sensitive but then you can kind of have your birthing experience that you deserve and you want and it's possible and I've seen that you know amazing home births experience experience from people that actually had a lost like I don't know four liters of blood had a horrible birth you know had PTSD after the, the birth from the parent both parents you know mom and dad and you're like wow it's possible I can see that but can you see the journey that they took they gone through the process had to learn again had to look at the pain again so they can heal and then move on. So perhaps maybe next time, or maybe what we can take from that, from the first time parents, it's like maybe if you look at that, if you look at the whole experience from, you know, all the aspects you can, without getting attached to anything, you know, just, just look at it. And then you start to think about it. You start to make your birth plans. You start to think about what the pain reliefs you want and, and then look at the good and the bad things about each. And then hopefully your chances to have a better experience than the other people, you know, it will increase. You know, that's what we can take from that experience. But we still have, we're going to have that because it is such a med medicalized world we live in and we need that as well so it's all about experience and we all need to go through what we have to go through and that's you know lessons for life <laughs> pretty much mm. and and yeah. says you change the world one birth at a time you do so it, it's it, we all have our own journey and it's if we decide that we want we're ready to have a real look and understand what the physiological side of birth is then then we give us more chance because our neocortex is so present to yeah. actually allow him to stop while we go and give birth so yeah it's, it's such a profound experience isn't it because it we have a different kind of nervous system than men do but we don't understand that part. And that's the part that we activate when we give him birth. It's such a, it's such a primal instinct. And, and people say to me, well, I need to push my baby out. I'm like, no, you, you actually don't have to. Your body's going to do that for you. You know, your body does that. And it's, you, get, you just need to get into that zone of like being there. And um, how we work is more like with a loving, caring environment with dark, dim lights, with the loved ones around you, and you're feeling safe. Like animals would birth if they are safe. We are not different than that. Absolutely. We are mammals with a massive neocortex that when it comes to birthing, come in the place and go, okay, I've got all these beliefs and this is what my culture thinks and, and, and 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 so there is i think the message is you know as you were saying just think yeah it will be fine is today actually maybe taking it a bit lightweight way mm. and and and, it, and it's it's really in our interest women to get informed and be accompanied yeah. be accompanied by by by, by women or others that really put our interest and trust that we can do it yes so reading books meeting women that have had the same experience as you 
you know, just really connect to that side of you, even the feminine side of you that, you know, you can birth this baby, you know, what you want and, you know, with the kind of less trauma as possible because it's kind of a trauma for baby and you in a sense, in a, you know, physical and emotional space as well. And you're going to have to deal with that, but you can totally be on that zone. You just need to take all of that thinking mind and just put it in a, in a box and just let your body kind of take over and, and having the right professionals. And that's the critical thing, having the right professionals to help you. Because if you've gone through that process, you want a similar process. Like, you know, we have the experience for that. Um, so sometimes if you go to a place that is not very holistic, not very intuitive, like you want to do, you, you're going to, you know, you're going to be head to head. You're not going to like it. So you have to have a conscious choice, not because you have fear, not because you fear something's going to happen to you, but that they actually have the same mindset as you. Because how can you trust your professional that will look after you if they don't have the same vision in mind? I would not trust. <laughs> It's just my personal opinion. I would not trust. I would I would choose the people I would like to be cared for in labor and birthing my baby because it's no, they have an I can't impact. deal with anybody. They have an impact on the environment. 100%. And somebody, some, some of the times they don't actually have your best interest in the heart because they don't know what you want. They think differently. And that's nothing to say is right, right and wrong. It's just different. Absolutely. We are all different. Absolutely. Well, thank you, yeah. Claudia, for that. It was a, an amazing chat. Thank you for, oh, pleasure. for opening uh, us your experience and your knowledge and all these incredible tips. And, uh, and uh, I will put your Instagram detail so we can follow you on Instagram. Do you also put your um, research documents that you publish? Oh, yeah. I can I can just put yeah the titles yeah I've got two other ones coming now but they're a bit different <laughs> a little bit holistic always <laughs> great it's important that we mix the two right that yeah great thank you very much always pleasure thank you so much for having me the episode is now finished I really hope you enjoyed it. This podcast is here for you. Please contact me to give feedback, suggestions and themes that you would like that we discuss. You can find out all the information from my guests and my contacts in the text underneath the episode. I believe that it is together that we go further so please help me to connect with a maximum of pregnant couples to support them in their enlightened choices. Go on Apple Podcasts, find the podcast Authentic Birth, scroll down to the bottom of the page and find the section Ratings and Reviews, click on the number of stars that you would like to give to support the podcast. Five is the best to diffuse the message further. Looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, look after yourself. Each birth is unique. May yours be truly authentic. <laughs>